0: Hey friends, have you ever got talking with a friend and just completely lost track of time? That's exactly what happened in this chat episode today where we featured a guest, Courtney St. Clair, who's a transformative style and image coach. I really enjoyed this chat in particular. I learned so much and Courtney and I covered a ton of ground. So much so that I completely lost track of time and when I went to put this episode together, I realize that it might better serve you, the audience, uh, if we split the episode into two parts. So I have split this conversation into two chat episodes. And what really struck me about today's episode in particular is how we can use our style to manifest success. As you know, I am a soul strategist and success coach. I'm all about Energetics and manifestation and spirituality, and of course, success, how to use all of that to create success. I just didn't necessarily think style had anything to do with it. And so it's so interesting how Courtney and I work to create similar results in a similar group of people, but approach it in a very different way that is super complimentary. I really, really enjoyed this episode and hope you do too. So without further ado, let's get into the chat. Hi there, and welcome to the Anita Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Rombo, and this is the podcast for growth-oriented women to have authentic, real talk. Nothing is off the table here, but as an intuitive self-relationship coach, you'll find the content gravitates towards mindset, intentional action, spirituality, and all things wellness. So if you're ready to learn, laugh, show up, and glow up to be the best version of yourself, grab your favorite bevy, settle in, and we've got lots to chat about. Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Need a Chat. Today, I am so excited to welcome a guest to the chat. We are welcoming Courtney St. Clair, a transformative style and image coach. And I am super pumped to have her for many reasons. One, we met at a business event not too long ago, and it really struck me how we both believed in the same big mission, helping women show up as their big, bold selves. We both really love everything, energy and manifestation, but we went about supporting that transformation in others through very different ways. So for me, as you know, through listening to this chat, it's a lot about spirituality and self-growth. And Courtney is all about her image and how we present ourselves. So super excited to welcome Courtney to the chat. Courtney, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for for having me. So happy to have you here. Can you
1: tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Courtney St. Clair. I am a transformative style and image coach. And so I'm a stylist, but I don't believe in just dressing the outer body, although it is a very important part our image and the way that we portray ourselves is part of a much bigger picture and plays a much bigger role in manifestation, in our self-growth, in our identities, in our confidence overall. So I believe that style needs to start inside, right? It needs to come from the heart and it needs to be led with desire. And I can't give a formula for that, like I can for, you know, how to dress your body shape. So what I do is I lead women through the style self-discovery journey. So that when they do apply the physical elements of style, which I also teach because they go hand in hand, it's in a way that truly serves them, right? It supports the one that they want to become so that they can step into their full potential and become magnetic. That
0: sounds amazing. And I, I got to confess. Again, a lot of what I do with my clients is also a self-discovery journey. So I feel like you complement what I do. And I have, full disclosure, no clue when it comes to style. So I am struggling and I'm hoping that you'll be able to help us today with giving us some styling tips. Definitely like how to style for your body shape, where to shop. Um, But I find like I'm in a time warp. I feel like I'm 20 and young at heart, but I don't want to dress like a 20-year-old. And I'm certainly definitely not, you know, old frumpy mom either, right? So (laughs) Striking that happy medium is super important to me. So can you tell me about why you're so passionate about style and imaging and how that all started for you?
1: So my passion, actually, it began at a fairly young age. I was probably maybe like grade five when I got really interested in style. And I got a job in retail as soon as I could, right? As soon as I was old enough. And then I went on to study fashion and styling in college, became a certified makeup artist as well as an esthetician. And then before I really had any sort of chance to start a career, I became a mom. And I did what a lot of us moms do, not intentionally, but I settled into my leggings. And I wore them for like five years straight. I'm still wearing them. (laughs) I still wear leggings too, but I'm more intentional about it, right? But leggings, plain leggings, and a black t-shirt was what I called my mom uniform. You know, it was easy. I felt comfortable in it. And that was that. But at the same time, I have a closet full of beautiful clothes. You know, clothes that were both old, like I had from before, as well as clothes that I was really buying and hanging in my closet for the elusive one day, right? The one day when I started having fabulous places to go and fabulous things to do. And then I think it was May 2020 of all times, of all times, this is when I walked by the mirror and I saw my reflection. And I was like, you know, you have been doing all of this internal work to start showing up as the best version of yourself as your next level woman, right? But you look nothing like her. So I made the decision that day that one day had arrived and I was going to start wearing all of my beautiful clothes for one year just to see how much I could change. I had to go first, right? If I wanted to attract the fabulous things, I needed to wear the fabulous clothes. So I did. And I started dressing like the version of myself already had all the things that she desired. And in one year, I manifested a growing business. A dream renovation at our cottage that we've been talking about for six years. A renovation at our house, similar to the one of our dream home while we wait to manifest that. Uh, the ability to pay off a student loan in full and then have a quarter of that money returned to me like hours later. A more loving relationship with my partner. An overflow of money. A happier, more fulfilling relationship with my kids. And a new found level of confidence. So, Needless wow. to say, the experiment was a raging success and I live in fabulous clothes now and I will continue to develop and evolve my style to reflect my next level as I grow and accomplish my goals. That is amazing. And
0: a girl after my own heart, I'm all things manifestation. I manifestate for a house, my daughter, uh, so many different events in my life and and people in my life. So I am all over this experiment. I'm so happy it worked out for you. So can you tell me what you think or how you think style and manifestation go hand in hand?
1: So I'm assuming that everyone listening here is, you know, fairly familiar with how, yeah. how it all works. We know in order to attract the things, we need to be vibrating in the same playing field as our desires, right? And our vibrational frequencies are largely set by our feelings. And our clothes and the way that we look have a profound ability to actually alter how we feel, right? You just have to think about, you know, how good do you feel when you walk out of the hair salon? Or how good do you feel when you get dressed up for a date night or special event, right? And imagine being able to take that and step into those feelings every single day of your life. When you look in the mirror, right, and you see physical version of yourself that you desire to be, that has all the things that you desire, you activate something called the reticular activating system. So I don't know if everyone is familiar with the reticular activating system, but that's a group of neurons that take what we're focusing on and then create a filter for it. We're not even conscious of it, but it's taking all the data that we're taking in throughout the day, sifting through it, and only presenting the pieces that are important to you while seeking further information to validate your beliefs. So Essentially, I like to describe it as tuning out all of the things that are on the frequency that you are, right? It's very similar to when you change the TV channel. There are still other things playing on a parallel timeline, but you tuned your TV to the frequency that you wanted to watch. And that's not all. We know that a big, big part of manifestation is belief. You need to truly believe that what you desire is possible if you're going to get into alignment with it. So, for example, if you desire a million dollar business and every time you look in the mirror, you see the woman looking back at you that looks like the version of you that has the million dollar business. Now you've given yourself visual evidence that you can become that woman because she's looking straight back at you in the mirror. And that is the beautiful thing about as humans is that we're visual creatures by design. We are far, far more likely to believe the things that we can actually. See, right? So, by getting dressed in a way that the next level or most successful version of you would, you subconsciously train yourself and your reticular activating system to notice more things that will help you step into that version of yourself. And you will start to see more and more evidence of it coming to fruition. And as a result, you're going to shift your beliefs, you're going to shift your behaviors and your energy to manifest those next level things. Wow. Totally couldn't resonate with you greater than that. I totally believe it's all about beliefs.
0: It's all about embodying that beliefs and sealing. And when we do that, that's when we open the floodgates for manifestation. So on that note, how do you think success and
1: style are related to one another? Are they
0: related to one another? Ooh,
1: they are. They are. And I love this question. And I could talk all day about this because there are so, so many reasons. Style success are related, right? And one of them we just discussed, which is, you know, the version of how you're seeing yourself and how that affects how you show up. But I'll touch on another two reasons today. And the first one is called enclosed cognition. And if you aren't familiar with that, it is the effect of what your clothing actually has on your mental processes. So the way that you think, feel, and function. There was a fascinating study done by H. Adam and Adam Galinsky on the subject, right? And they actually coined this term of enclosed cognition. But essentially what they did is they gave a class of undergrad students white lab coats. And they randomly separated the class into two groups. And they told one group that they were doctor's coats. And they told the second group that they were painter's fox. They were the exact same white coat, right? And they had both groups perform the same cognitive focus test. And the results were clear. The group who were told that the lab coats were doctor's coats made half as many errors as those who were told it were a painter's mock. Yes. It was the symbolic meaning behind what they were told the coat was affected how they showed up in it, right? Generally, doctors are viewed as focused, attentive, and logical people. So when wearing their lab coat, the participants actually embody these qualities themselves, whereas painters are viewed as more free-spirited abstract thinkers. So when wearing the smocks, the participants embody those qualities themselves, right? So you can leverage this for your own success. All you have to do is start tuning into what you're wearing when you're getting the results that you want versus when you don't. If you have a super productive day, Take a look at what you were wearing. If you couldn't get focused and you checked nothing off your to-do list, what were you wearing? And then you can adjust your wardrobe as necessary. Amazing. So
0: I really resonate with this too, because when I'm going into a big meeting at work, like when I'm having a big day, there's always this red lipstick that I wear. And it's just, it's my saying, and I show up differently when I'm wearing that lipstick. And even if it's, again, to a point like a day where I'm working just at my desk, with that red lipstick on, I feel so much more fierce and badass and can just like get more work out the door. Not so more. I totally believe in that for sure. So you mentioned that there was a second reason how success and style were related. Uh, can you can you tell us a little bit more
1: about that one? So the second one I'll touch on today is how other people actually perceive us, right? Our sight helps us seek out what is right for us and avoid what isn't, right? That's its primary job, essentially. And humans have used their vision as a judgment tool to make decisions on how they feel about things since the beginning of time. Humans have also used clothing and makeup as a way of identity and expression since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. This is nothing new. and This is not a bad thing, much to popular belief, right? The belief is that because we judge things based on the way that they look we have no control over what people think of us. And that simply just isn't true. In fact, we have a lot of control what other people perceive of us. Perception is marketing. Brands use it all the time. Celebrities use it all the time. Perceptions are formed based off of what we have learned throughout history. And while sometimes absolutely these perceptions can be wrong, being able to perceive something as a collective group is important, right? It allows us to process and make sense of things that we see and relate to each other. Without that ability, nothing would make collective sense and everything would be absolutely chaotic, right? And while it would be nice to say, let's rewrite history, let's move forward with the collective understanding that sweatpants and no personal grooming sends a message of success so we can all just lounge out because it shouldn't matter what we look like. It is a romantic thought but imagine watching the movie Crazy Rich Asians and all of the people who are supposed to be perceived as exuberantly opulent and wealthy, wearing sweatpants, messy hair and no makeup. Just just thinking about it like it doesn't it doesn't make yeah. sense. Courtney, this is
0: uh, super juicy. I have a question, though. I like thinking to like my own experience, dropping kids off and at, in the mornings and sometimes I'm still in my pajamas or sometimes I haven't even like had the chance to brush my teeth because we're running that late. And if you're that mom that like all dressed up, you know, as part of your experiment, or I'm assuming this experiment continued because you had such fantastic results, How did you find your relationship to those other moms on the playground? Because I know for like for me, when I'm showing up in that way, it's not my best. I'm a little bit mortified, but I also feel very comfortable because I know I'm surrounded by moms that kind of like me, they're wearing leggings, they're just rolled out of bed. They're just doing their best to get their kids out the door. <laughs> However, like, if I saw a mom that looked like you, I'd be like, oh, crap, like I I need to uh, like up my gate. Right. Or like how did
1: how did you notice your relationships to the moms change as you did this experiment? So the funny thing is when I was wearing my black leggings and black T-shirt, um, I, I actually haven't didn't do a lot of school drop offs um, previous. So I didn't have a lot of relationships. I had a really hard pregnancy. I was on bed rest. So I didn't have a lot of experience dropping off at like actual school. But when I was dropping my son off at preschool, throughout the year, when I was wearing my black leggings and black t-shirt, I met the same woman four times. She didn't remember me each time that I met her because I was dressing a blend in. So when I actually started dressing up, I actually started to create relationships, right? And this is what I'm going to dive a little bit more into is no matter what you're dressing, you're sending a message about you and who you are. I'm not the only mom at school drop-off that is into style and fashion, right? When I first started doing it, when I made that change from the black leggings and t-shirt to actually starting to dress up, I did receive the pushback from the moms who continued to want to dress that way. It was like, ooh, where are you going now? Why are you so dressed up, right? Which is one of the things that we fear is going to happen when we kind of go through this kind of shift. But at the end of the day, I wasn't happy wearing black leggings and a black t-shirt. I didn't feel like my best self. I wasn't showing up to the best of my ability. I was trying to blend in. I was trying to avoid people. I didn't want to see anybody because I wasn't proud of the way that I was presenting myself to the world. So when I actually started dressing up, I was actually able to actually connecting to those other moms whom I had more in common with. Do you understand what I'm saying? Totally. whole so to remember routine. when you're getting dressed, right? It's not about caring what everybody thinks about you. It's about caring what the right people think about you. You want to care what those people think about, right? You want to be appealing to those people. You don't need to try to dress to impress those people, right? It becomes a byproduct of showing up as the fullest expression of you and forming a strong identity for people to respond to. So if you're happy, you know, going to school drop off in your leggings and hoodies, that's totally cool. And you will be able to connect with other moms who like that kind of thing themselves, right? But if you are somebody who actually is in that group and you're looking at those other moms who are dressed up and you're like, like, I actually really desire to be more like them. You got to do something about it. Absolutely.
0: I I understand. So like, because for in our house, anyways, our kids are in a before and after care program, right? So I can drop them off as early as 730 in the morning. And when I drop them off, there's nobody else there. So if I do, you know, show up in my not so best, like I haven't got ready for work or for the day yet, I'm not seeing anyone, so I feel okay. But just last week, this actually happened. Um, My daughter, you know, decided to take her sweet time, a little bit of a tantrum and a meltdown. Just one of those mornings. And we literally got there maybe five minutes before the bell. So we like missed before care. But all this time I was navigating her and I was still dressed as if I was going to before care. And I was mortified because I didn't realize how much time had passed, how late we were. Now parents were dropping their kids off. Now there's like a huge crowd of people. And I'm like, oh, my God, I look ridiculous. Right? And my son was like, oh, well, there's his best friend with his mom. And the mom is just like always put together. And I was mortified. I've never met her yet. I'm like, and don't say her name. I don't want it in the this It's yeah. the first time we meet. So, so like, you wanted, wanted to again. blend in. Totally get But I was just trying to like. Slip in unseen that day and I was mortified. And I definitely showed up in a different way than I would if I had, you know, was ready for the day and if it was on my own terms, right? Versus my right. daughter's. <laughs> so selfishly, I am hoping to get some styling tips from you. Can you give us some things that we can walk away from?
1: Yeah. So again, I don't just believe in dressing people, right? I do teach these practical styling techniques as a component of what I do right? And although it's an important one, we want to take a deeper look. We want to actually tune into our heart and think about, you know, how do I really desire to show up? If I was living the life that I'm dreaming about, the life that I'm trying to create, how would I actually show up looking like? What would I be wearing, right? You know, you're dreaming of going to these, you know, fancy charity events and where you wear these nice, beautiful ball gowns. How does that version of you dress when she's not at the party? How does she dress when she's, you know, dropping your kids off at school? How does she dress when she's going to the grocery store, right? You have to be the version of you that you would be when you're not at the party in all areas, right? That is a complete embodiment. So that is my approach is to actually tune in and tap into what that version of you looks like and then curate her from the inside out. Bring her to life on the surface level so that you can leverage your reticular activating system. You can send a magnetic message to the world of the people that it want, that you will want to be connecting with in order to help you bring that dream to life.
0: I could not agree with you more here. And I think that's it's, it's so interesting how we're approaching things from a different way. So I'm approaching on the inner work and you're also bringing that inner work but outside through style and that's just so beautiful but the end result is a happy confident successful woman and that person is embodying their best life however they define it so that brings me to the next thing that i want to chat with you about and we were talking about tapping into energies and abundance mindset and when we show up is the energy that we want we attract that so what are some ways that scarcity mindset shows up in our closet or, or, you know, or through our style? And how can we shift out of that and bring in some more abundance?
1: Oh, great question. Another one I could absolutely talk your ear off about, right? I actually just ran a free masterclass on this, but I will tell the way that, look, everybody can relate to when it comes to this question, myself included. I have been guilty of this in the past, and it's something that I have actively worked on and I continue to work on is we like to save our nicer pieces for special occasions, right? Special occasions, right? I'm so guilty (laughs) of that. (laughs) Yeah, I think almost every single person has been guilty of this at one time or another. But consider your most successful self. Consider your next level woman. She's probably wearing these kinds of things regularly. And here you are. You have them in your closet, and you're saving them for a special occasion. Like you could become that next version of you right now if you would just adjust what you consider to be standard by wearing the damn thing regularly, mm-hmm. like that person you would, right? But no, you don't. You save them because you're worried about wearing them on a day where nothing great happens, or you're worried about wearing it out or damaging it, right? But every day could be a special occasion if you were dressed for it. Clothing can be washed. Can be rewarded, dry mended, replaced. If you continue to act like it's the only nice thing you will ever own and it must be productive at all costs, then guess what? Probably going to be one of the only nice things you'll ever own. You can and will have other nice things, but if you aren't energetically preparing yourself to receive them by not actually using the nice stuff that you already have, right? Like I'm not talking about here, like wearing, you know, evening wear that is specific. <laughs> or special occasions, right? I'm talking about the woman who bought the designer handbag but won't carry it every day, you know, or splurged on a really nice sweater, but you want to ensure that you're only going to wear that nice sweater on a day where something exciting is happening so everybody can see it, right? And the only real solution here, the only way to actually create the shift in this area is to decide to just start wearing the things that you normally say, right? And take note of how you feel when you're wearing them. The more you do it, the more it will become your new standard. And I like to always compare this to like a kitchen renovation or an upgrade somewhere in your house, right? It feels really exciting at first. And then after a while, that shiny new feeling wears off and it just just becomes your kitchen, right? And then you're usually on to finding the next area of your house to upgrade. You're just consistently raising the bar and making improvements. So interesting. Okay. Okay. So
0: I'm really enjoying this conversation and it's resonating with me on so many different levels, but you're definitely letting me know that I need to amplify my style game. And I totally love and appreciate your big, bold vision As someone who leans heavily into energetics and law of attraction and obviously wants to harness all the success and all the opportunities to be successful. It's really interesting because I never really thought about how my clothes that I show up in every single day have an impact on my success and how things like abundance mindset and scarcity mindset could also show up in my closet. I never would have thought of that. Thanks so much, Courtney, for being on the show. I'll be sure to include your Style guides and and your contact information in the episode description. Friends, if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to tune into part two of this chat, which will be published very shortly. And in that chat, Courtney and I continue our conversation, and Courtney shares with us strategies and styling tips for how to dress for success. We cover everything from dressing for our body shape to what are the staple items that we should all have in our closet and where do we get them. So you to tune into that episode. But for now, thank you for tuning into the chat. And we will see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita chat podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating and type in a few words. Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, Feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you.